0: GamezillaMedia.com. Noise Land Arcade. Welcome to this week's episode of Noise Land Arcade. Uh, my name is Craig WK, and with me, as always, is the Arcade Phantom Sean. How is it going, Craig? Pleasure uh, to be here. Yeah. Uh, Always always fun to be chatting about The Simpsons, and uh, today uh, we're
1: talking about old money. This is a very special episode to me. Really? It really is. It has to deal with something that The Simpsons brings up very seldomly, hmm? death. Death is brought up very seldomly in The Simpsons. And it's true. When it is, it's brought up very well. It typically is. Uh, uh, Homer's Odyssey. Well, yeah, that that's just... You know. <laughs> uh, so when did this episode come out, Sean? Uh, March 28th, 1991.
0: Yeah. So after Grandpa Simpson falls in love with a woman at the retirement castle, uh, Abe is pulled away uh, from her birthday by Homer, causing him to miss the last moments of her life.
1: Spoiler,
0: Craig! But he inherits a small fortune. Uh, you brought up
1: death. Come on. I know. It ain't a Spoiler. <laughs> So, so It's a 28-year-old episode. I mean, come on. How much can you spoil? All right. Fair enough. That's true. Uh,
0: so, Sean, I brought up Homer's Odyssey. Uh-huh. And I have a news article for you. Yep. hmm So, in Japan, a school had been exonerated of blame in the suicide of a student who had been horribly bullied. Uh, Hirofumi Shikagawa, who was 13 at the time hung himself in a train station bathroom and left a note behind pleading with his bullies to not target anyone else to this day japan has a really high suicide rate in part due to the their society's expectation for people to conform i uh, and i uh, uh this this case caught my attention uh Uh, Partly because, you know, we've we've had episodes like Homer's Odyssey where we've discussed these things. Uh, But it was it was in the Detroit Free Press, uh, you know, this particular article uh, talking about what happened. Uh, And in this case is especially controversial due in part to the school instructor, uh, school instructors and even the homeroom teacher signing a condolence note for a mock funeral funeral rite. Really? Mm hmm. Three months before he committed suicide, the students held a mock funeral for this kid, and the teachers signed the condolence note.
1: That sounds kind of like the Simpsons, how they're all exempt if something happens to Bart Simpson or if Milhouse is eaten by the snake. But how messed up is that? It's super messed up!
0: Like, it is so messed up that, like, in, like, the, uh, like, you know, I, I understand why the the courts didn't necessarily, like, you know, put blame on the, the school themselves, but clearly there had been an issue at that school. I, uh, but I... Uh, much like before, just want to, of course, drop uh, the suicide prevention line, 1 800 273 8255. That number again is 1 800 273 8255. And shout out for anyone out there uh, who wants to chat with anybody who's not feeling it, uh, who's, you know, having some hard
1: times, reach out to someone. But I. Uh, so, with that story, mm-hmm. I just got to say anytime I hear of a bully in Japan, Uh huh. I think of Kuabara from um, Yu Yu Hakusho. He was less a bully and more just a, a delinquent. He was more of a delinquent, but that's what I imagine all bullies look like in Japan. With the the uh, pompadour, <laughs> with the pompadour,
0: the eighties 80s, eighties uh, 80s, uh, what do they call them? Uh, Gakuren like out like uniforms, the male uniforms from the eighties with the pompadour.
1: Yeah, so I turned that to a happy place in my head to get away from the horrible crushing reality that is life
0: well Sean is there anything else you can drop on us for news that was happening around the time uh, to make things a little better
1: well speaking of crushing realities oh yeah you might might remember in the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie Uh, uh, the shredder was crushed in Mm -hmm. a garbage truck yeah. Well, on March 22nd, 1991, we got to find out what happened to Shredder when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Us was released in theaters. Really? Yeah. So Turtles 2 would have just hit. And Turtles 2 is a less dark film than the first film. Mm-hmm. It's more family-oriented because they actually got complaints about the first film being too dark. Oh, really? Which, going back, I've actually watched both films as an adult recently. Yeah. And it's a little more campy. It's closer to the animated series than the comic book like the first film was. I
0: was going to say, yeah, I remember the first one being a little on the darker side. Like, I, I don't remember it especially well. It's been a while since I've watched it. Uh, but we also got Vanilla Ice in the second movie. Ice Ice Baby. Oh, wait, no. He had, he had the, ninja, the Ninja Rap. <laughs> ninja Rap. Go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go, indeed.
1: Which, I mean, come on. How many times do you you, you reference that when you see ninjas nowadays? Because I do it all the time.
0: I try to push it out of my head, honestly.
1: Really, because it, um, Metal Gear uh, Rising, yeah, Revengeance, uh huh, which is the greatest title to ever save. When Raiden is coming up to some little kid, he says to him, "Go ninja, go ninja, go!" And it's what? great. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. There's a
0: ninja rap reference. Wow, well be we danged. Uh, so I tell you what, let's go ahead and jump on into the episode. Uh, so we see the uh, the retirement center where Grandpa's from. Uh, And on the sign, it says, where the elderly can hide from the inevitable.
1: Uh, Yikes. yikes. Uh...
0: Grandpa gets uh, to the retirement center, and uh, he
1: apparently was taken out to the liquor store and was able to buy beef jerky. Yeah, it was a family outing. They went to the liquor store. You know how that goes. Didn't you ever go to family outings at the liquor store? No. Oh. No. And your dear childhood was happier than mine. I Sounds like it,
0: yeah. Uh so he I I you know, he like the the Simpsons take off. Uh you know, Homer, Marge, uh, Bart Lisa and Maggie. And I I Bart says that grandpa smells like the trunk in the garage with the wet bottom. Uh Lisa says that he smells like a photo lab. Homer stops him though. He's like, Stop it. He smells like a regular old man, which is uh, like a hallway in a, of a hospital. And I, uh, Marge, you know, gets upset out at everybody. And
1: uh, I, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but somebody I know actually very closely was talking to me last night about how old people smell. So it's really funny that this is brought up now. <laughs> and I didn't think of it then, but I should have. And it's so good. <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, oh yeah, that was a good good moment. <laughs>
0: So, I, 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 Homer, though, after, like, March is, you know, talking about how, like, you know, they should be teaching them to respect the elderly, Homer's like, you won't put me in a home, will you? And I love Bart's, well... And I, I really appreciate that for the fact that uh, I'm perpetually joking with my own mother that as soon as I get the first chance, I'm going to put her in a retirement home. So every time she's like, you know, like, you know, I, I you don't really need to like take care of me forever, but like, you know, I, I understand that you'll eventually have to put me on a, in a home. And I'm like, all right, mom, next year for your birthday, I'm putting you into a retirement home. You're going to put her in one of those crummy homes from 60 Minutes? <laughs> <laughs> you better start making sense or we'll put you in a home. You already put me in a home. Well, Well, we'll put you in that crooked hole we saw in 60 minutes. I'll be good. Uh, And so, uh, you know, uh, Homer says, you know, yeah, we should look forward to the third Sunday of every month. So they see Grandpa once a month, and they then see. Keep
1: that line in your head for the rest of this episode.
0: Third Sunday of every month.
1: Third Sunday of every month. Okay. keep that in mind, because I'm going to bring that back up later on. Sure, sure, Okay.
0: And then they see a billboard for a discount lion safari, and they're all excited. Uh, Grandpa gets in back in. He puts uh, the beef jerky into a drawer that has, like, a ton of other beef jerkies in it. He just tosses it in. Uh, And uh, Grandpa then goes to get medicine. And he's given medicine by, uh, you know, the lady. And she calls him Mr. Simmons. And Grandpa freaks out, and uh, he finds out that his medicine has been switched with Beatrice Simmons' medicine. Or
1: B for short. B to her friends. I. Which, did you catch the subtle naming of B? N- no, I don't think so. B is an anagram of Abe. Oh. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Interesting. I...
0: So she, you know, they, 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 you know, joke for a moment about how they're gonna switch their medicines and stuff, and they sit down to have their medicine together. And B asks Abe, you know, you know, uh, about him, like you know, she wants to know, and he says that he's a widower, which is a lie. It is indeed, and he says that he has one son, which is a lie. It is indeed,
1: uh, and he says that he has a working kid, uh, one working kidney. Now. Which is a lie, because later on there's a Simpsons episode where he loses that one working kidney, so it wasn't working very well. Huh. So he's
0: just a big liar. Uh, They flirt while taking pills, which, I mean, arguably should be cute, but it's gross because pills taste nasty. And it's them, like, chewing on pills. It's just, like, swallow them.
1: So the scene is in reference to Tom Jones. Oh, really? Not, not, not the singer, but the movie itself, oh, Tom Jones. Oh,
0: now I'm less excited.
1: Which is they're eating dinner, which they basically do this to. And it's...
0: Oh, so this is a movie reference. Yes. I see. I really love the line when I, 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 Abe asks B, he's like, what are you doing tonight? And she says, oh, sitting alone in my room. <laughs> and he goes, oh, you have plans. I. Uh, and so, I and I also really love the next line where he's like, and she's like, no, no, no. Like, what were you going to say? And he's like, well, I was thinking we could go
1: to the same place at the same time. Jeez, you think this would get easier with time. I love that line. Yeah, I love that, that line so much because I love that Abe is still awkward around women, even mm-hmm. at his old age. Yep. Uh, so,
0: Grandpa gets ready for a date. And he uh, 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 reaches for his uh, Lucky Lindy's pomade. Uh, which says you'll never fly solo again,
1: which is based on Charles Lindbergh, of course, uh, who flew the uh, Atlantic Ocean. He flew the Atlantic. That's right. Uh,
0: and so he gets out into the hall, and and you know he he flirts with her, and and he uh, she says, "Well, I better keep my good eye on you," because earlier uh, she mentions uh, that she has a lazy eye. Yep. Uh, and we once again see the Larry Davis, in this case, Dance Kings. It's a Larry Davis experience band. Yeah, they show up a lot in The Simpsons, and they show up again here. Yeah, they do, especially earlier seasons. Uh, they uh, uh, play Embraceable You, uh, which was written by George and uh, Ira Gershwin in 1928, uh, but I feel like it was probably a little bit more popularized by Frank Sinatra. I uh, and uh, yeah, they, they shows a kind of a montage of their dating. They go dancing, they feed pigeons together, they have milkshakes together, they get outran by a turtle in the beach in the tropics, and they play piano. But I want to ask you a question, Sean.
1: Yes, I've been outran by a turtle before. Um, well, that actually
0: is something I'd love to talk more about, maybe a <laughs> Patreon episode. No, w- they're not in Springfield. They're not at the beach at Springfield. They're in the tropics. You see palm trees in the background. Did B take
1: Abe, like, on vacation? B was a very well-to-do woman. Right? I mean, that's all I can think then. And it's a month in between every time the Simpsons see them. So maybe in that month's time, she moved a little faster because she's older, and they went on vacation. Interesting. I was going to say, I feel like... If I was dating
0: somebody for a month and they were like, Yeah, so when are we going on vacation together? My response would be,
1: I got a thing. But f- I don't think I would go on a date, but they are older. But you're younger, yes. Yeah. So you have got to take into the fact that they're older so things move faster.
0: I, I could see that. I so you know, things are going pretty well for them. I but I I grandpa is it needs to think of a way to get her a present. Because it's her birthday uh, is coming up. And uh, so he goes to uh, uh, Herman's military, uh, like, surplus
1: and antiques or whatever. Who I think is Grandpa's one true friend in Springfield. He pretty much is. Which is funny because he's a Jasper's kind of his friend, but Jasper also kind of is his rival at times. Yeah, he's a rival and he bullies him sometimes. Uh, At
0: least in the first episode we see Jasper. He's bullying uh, Grandpa. Yeah. In War of the... uh, Not War of the Simpsons. uh, uh, The episode where Bart goes to war. Bart the General. Bart the General. Thank you. Uh, And so, uh, uh, Grandpa says that, uh, uh, you know, it's a
1: birthday for a special lady. And Herman says, the Battleship New Jersey. So, Uh remember when I said, remember the third Sunday of every month? Right. The Battleship New Jersey... Launched on December 7th, 1942. Yep. She was commissioned on May 23rd, 1943. Uh Uh-huh. Either one of those can be considered the ship's birth date. Yeah. Neither of those two dates falls on the third Sunday of a month. The third Sunday falls between the 15th and the 21st. Oh. So this could not happen on B's birthday because it could not be the third Sunday of the month.
0: Now, is this scene technically uh, uh, on the third, like uh, a
1: Sunday? Because this feasibly could be a different day before. Her birthday is the day that Abe's supposed to have the big date with her, where we'll get to in a second where things go wrong. He gets picked up by the family. Oh, yeah.
0: I think you're right. Because he's wrapping the present at that time. Yep. Yeah. Her Uh, birthday
1: could not fall on the third Sunday of the month. I'm
0: so glad that we're here to ruin these episodes. I looked
1: so far into that to figure out if it could happen. Now, uh, I did get a little bit of info on the uh, Battleship New Jersey. I'm glad you got important info because I was busy ruining the episode by looking it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also known as the Black Dragon. This Iowa class battleship
0: earned bat- uh, more battle stars than any other Iowa class ship in World War II. Uh, let's see. Uh, what kind of breath weapon does it have? Uh, oh, a black dragon. It'd be uh, acid. A line of acid, if I'm not mistaken. Shout out to noobs and dragons. Uh, <laughs> anywho, I so I I grandpa sees Napoleon's hat. And he's like, "Wait a minute! That isn't Napoleon's hat." And Herman's like, "No, no, no! It's the the hat he wore before he wore the the like the the one everyone knows. Uh, he wore it wore it for a, a short period before he defeated the uh, Sardinians. I uh, you know back in uh, 1796. Now, um, are you familiar with with the Napoleonic Wars?"
1: I am slightly familiar with them because I went into so much research about Fezzes. Ah, well, then uh, lay us, uh, lay so us uh, some info on Fezzes. You get into that because I'm going to go into a long explanation on Fezzes. So if you want to get into the Napoleonic Wars first. Sure. So just real quick, uh, uh, it is true.
0: Uh, uh, the uh, Sardinians were defeated by 1796. Uh, Sardinia was a state that is now a part of France, Monaco, and Italy. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it's I mean, that that is true. The, they were a part of, uh, I think, the uh, yeah, the first coalition, uh, which r- rose up to try to stop, like stifle the power of France and just got steamrolled. It took eventually like the f- I think it was up to the fifth coalition, which was the final coalition that uh, teamed up to, to defeat uh, uh, Napoleon in France. So like Napoleon and uh, France were riding higher on this time.
1: So the Fez originated in ancient Greece or the Balkans. It's disputed on, disputed on where it originated. Mm-hmm. And it, they do know it originated during the Ottoman period. Okay. It gets its name, Fez, from the Moroccan city where the dye is produced for the hat to give it its red color through berries. It is a red berry dye that gives it that color. Mm-hmm. They became popular in the east or in the west, mainly in England during the late 19th to 20th century because they were seen as exotic. Most people Mm -hmm. put them as part of their smoking outfit. So two pop culture characters wear a fez who are English characters. They are Doctor Who. One of the doctors wears a fez. Yeah. And there's also in The Venture Brothers, they have their Sean Connery ripoff. Oh, Colonel Gentleman. Colonel Gentleman, who wears a fez in his smoking outfit. Oh. Also, the Fez is more popularly known in the West because of Morocco Mole, Secret Squirrel's companion, who wore a Fez. Ah, yes, he did. That's who I always think of when I think of a Fez. Really? I think of Grandpa Simpson every time I think of a Fez. Oh, Morocco Mole.
0: That stupid, stupid mole. I... I I appreciate you looking into uh, the the, the Fez, uh, which supposedly Napoleon
1: wore for a brief period, uh, you know, before he defeated the Sardinians. We'll later learn that was probably a lie.
0: Yeah, odds are.
1: Uh, Herman hints at it in a scene coming
0: up. And so, Grandpa bickers with Herman about, like, uh, uh, you know, what he should buy, and uh, uh, Herman says, like, you know, you shouldn't, you know, shouldn't be, like, you know, haggling or something with uh, somebody who has a Gatling gun under the counter, and it's like, oh, good lord, Herman is a maniac. So, Grandpa gets sent over to Grandma's world for the old lady and all of us, which I think is a store we've seen previously on uh, uh, The Simpsons. We might have. I. Uh, also, the guy who uh is ringing grandpa up is uh, the same guy from the grocery store we saw in a previous episode.
1: Yeah, the one with the um the two measly grapes.
0: Yep, two measly grapes. Same dude. I uh, So, grandpa is getting ready for Bee's birthday at this point. And then Homer
1: comes in. And Homer is a giant jerk. Yeah, Homer is a I'm going to say it. Homer's a dick. Homer's a dick to Abe in this scene. He's a terrible son. He really is. So Grandpa's like, "Listen, I'm I'm, you know,
0: uh, my girlfriend and I are, you know, it's her birthday. I'm getting ready. I can't spend time with you." And Homer's like, "Oh, blah blah blah. Your girlfriend's imaginary." And like starts pretending like she's like in the room with them but is imaginary. And uh, Homer's like, there's plenty of room for all your imaginary friends. And, like, Grandpa's, like, getting mad. And Homer, like,
1: grabs Abe and forces him. So I love this scene. Anytime there's a Grandpa Homer scene, I love it because it's Dan Castellaneta doing the lines with himself. That is true. So him doing this where he's very sarcastic and getting upset, Mm -hmm. Dan Castellaneta records his his lines in one seat, which a one-seat recording is where someone records all their characters that they do at once. So he alternates between the two of these to have this conversation. He doesn't record these separately. He's alternating between these two personalities. That's pretty
0: funny, actually.
1: And anytime there's a touching scene like that where they hit two different notes, I absolutely love it.
0: Uh-huh. I and so I I grandpa gets dragged into the car and uh he's like kicking the seat and you know, uh it's funny too because Marge usually calls Abe grandpa. But here she calls him dad. Yeah, it's the only time I can think of where Marge calls him dad. I think so. Uh, And Grandpa's like trying to get out. He's like, damn, these childproof doors. Uh, And uh, they finally arrive at the uh, discount lion safari, which has a tagline that says, if you can find a cheaper lion, you must be in Africa. And Grandpa's pissed.
1: Yeah, he is. He immediately says, oh, are we in Africa yet? Yeah, he's just being real sarcastic and,
0: like, pissy. And uh, the car gets stuck in the mud when the Simpsons take a wrong turn. And Homer immediately is like, Bart, get out and push. And then lions come out. They roar. They use the Simpsons' car as a table. And they get caught there all night. I uh, until like the like early into the morning when a big game hunter scares off the lions comes up to the Simpson car and goes, "Mr. Simpson, I presume," in reference to Doctor Livingston, I presume. Yes, exactly. I uh, uh, supposedly is a phrase uttered by Henry Morton Stanley when he found Doctor Livingston after he was missing in Africa. I uh, and so Homer, er, so uh, Homer and the family drops. Grandpa back off at the retirement center, and uh, this
1: line is really, really heartbreaking, but great. This is probably my favorite line in the entire episode. Jasper is so good at it, and Jasper never gets a great line, but this is a great Jasper line. And Grandpa is walking, and he says, I got a date with an angel.
0: And Jasper says, you don't know how right you are, Abe. Apparently, her left ventricle burst... And uh Grandpa says, no, Jasper, I know that she died of a broken heart. Which is funny that that is a broken
1: heart. Yeah. But anywho. Uh, Beat Be- is dead. She dies. She dies as a character. This is really sad. I mm-hmm.
0: uh, Beatrice Simmons has passed on. And Abe says that he knows that she must have cared for him because... He, she didn't make him one of the pallbearers. And we see all these old people at the retirement center come out, and uh, one of them is Hans Molman. Yeah, I was going to say, is that Hans Molman? Because that looks like Hans Mullman. It is indeed Hans I uh, Poor Hans Molman. Soon he'll be in the grave, even though he's 31 years old.
1: Multiple Hans Mullman's be in the grave. Yeah, seriously. I, And so I... So we get a rainy shot of the cemetery, Mm -hmm. and then we get my favorite shot in the entire episode. I think it is one of the best sight gags The Simpsons ever pulls off. Mm -hmm. Abe is looking at a photo of B, and he's crying, and you see water hitting the picture, Uh and you think it's his tears, and then the roof starts pouring down because it is a crummy, beat-to-crap retirement home. Yeah, that is a great shot. I love that.
0: Uh, I also, while they're, they're in the graveyard, I... We, I, uh, I, we have Homer and, I, uh, I, what is it? Homer, I, uh, uh, he's talking with Abe and he's like, he's like, who said that? And Homer's like, oh my God, dad's gone blind. <laughs> and he's like, no, you idiot. I'm ignoring you. I, uh, and I, I, he says like, I have no son. And he rips a part of his shirt. Is that a movie
1: reference? I'm sure it is but I can't think of it.
0: Okay. I uh, And so while grandpa's crying over this this, you know, picture, Lionel Hutz pops in, Yay, voiced by does. Phil Hartman. And he goes up to grandpa and he's like and he's like, you know, like, you know, Beatrice or he's like Beatrice Simmons is, was a very wealthy woman. And you know, like she's, you know, like, you know, Basically set it up so that he's going to get the money. And he says, but in order to get do so, you must spend the night in a haunted mansion. And he's like, ah, just kidding with you. Uh, he gives him a pen that looks just like a cigar, uh, which Lionel Hutt says, isn't that something? And Grandpa Simpson gets $106,000. Which is a decent
1: amount of money. It's, I mean, it's not... Absorbent. It's not Burns level, but it's, no, it's a lot of money. It's a lot, and
0: I mean with, you know, inflation and stuff, I'm sure it would have been worth a lot more back then. I, but I, but we, yeah, all in all, it's not like, you know, he's a millionaire, but, you know, he's, he's doing pretty well. For we himself. get a
1: real creepy line after that, though. Oh? The owner of the retirement home comes in.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so, I, I, so immediately, Grandpa calls Homer and trolls him. And he's like, he's in, like, you know, Homer's like, oh, Dad's calling me. And Grandpa's like, ha! like, I got a whole bunch of money and you got squat and hangs up on him. Uh, and then, yeah, the owner of the retirement center comes in and uh, uh, is basically like, you know, there are rub downs. And, and there, there are
1: rub downs. Which is he offering Abe handy Jays? I think he is. I, I think he is. Our nurses will give you handy Jays, Abe. And so I don't uh, get to say handy Jays enough. <laughs> yeah, that is true. You don't get to say that enough. Uh Grandpa says
0: old people deserve to be treated like human beings even if they don't have money. Or uh, or I think he says, like, don't you uh, think that you know old people or uh, He phrases uh, it as a question. Yeah, he says, Don't you think old people deserve to be treated like human beings even if they don't have money? Uh and the guy goes, Uh yeah, sometimes I think that, but then it the feeling the passes. passes. <laughs> it's just a creep.
1: So Grandpa goes to Herman's shop Buys that fez uh, Which we learned that the fez probably Wasn't Napoleon's fez because yeah, Grandpa, Grandpa leaves his hat Behind
0: and then uh, Herman says, uh, Puts a sign up that says it's the Hat McKinley was shot in Which uh, on September 6th 1901 uh, uh, Former President McKinley Was uh, uh, shot uh, He wasn't assassinated on the spot uh, He died later of gangrene I think uh, from the wound And so Grandpa tries to make himself feel better. And so he goes uh, to mud wrestling? Yeah, that was a weird choice. Is that a thing? Was that even a thing back then? I know it's not a thing now.
1: I I don't think. Mud wrestling is a thing.
0: Oh, that's unfortunate.
1: There's... A gentleman's club—I use the term loosely—that I drive past every now and then, uh-huh. and they, the things that you don't think are things that you see on The Simpsons, <laughs> mm-hmm. like mud wrestling and dwarf tossing. Uh, I, I see, I see signs for those, and I think, gross, classy, <laughs> real gross, classy. real classy.
0: I, so I uh, he goes I. Paragliding, he goes to Disneyland, which uh, is spelled, not affiliated yeah. with Disneyland. Yeah, it's D-I-Z-N-E-E. And each time, Grandpa's just like, eh, he's not feeling it. Uh, until he gets, uh, I'm di- in, in Disneyland, uh, he goes on a roller coaster, and B appears. And Grandpa's like, oh no, you're here to haunt me. And, uh, and she says, no, 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 they got me haunting a family in Texas. And, uh, so basically, uh, uh, you know, be as a ghost tells grandpa, she's like, listen, you know, my money is meant to be making you happy. Uh, you know, like what's going on. And he's like, ah, you know, I just miss you so much. And she's like, well, spread the joy. Like, you know, make, make the world a better place around you. And that'll make you feel better. And she's like, also, you're going to have to like make up with your son. And grandpa says, oh, I miss the big fat Dickens. And then he, there's a great line here as Grandpa's like, So what is death like? Like, is, you know, and, and she goes, I think he says, like, even, like, is death scary?
1: And she goes, Not How as scary as this. And then they go through the roller coaster. So Grandpa is riding in the front seat of the roller coaster alone. Mm-hmm. He is riding single seat. There's actually a story at Disney yeah. of a ghost haunting of Space Mountain called Mr. One Way. Really? So, Mr. One-Way is somebody that people have reported who has reddish hair, a reddish face, and he usually sits next to a single rider when they enter in the first car of Space Mountain. Really? Yeah. That That's a legitimate Disney ghost story. You can look up Mr. One-Way, but I think of that when I see B pop up in the one-way car.
0: That's funny. Huh. Yeah.
1: yeah, there's a lot of ghost stories for Disney, and I could do a whole series about Disney deaths. Creepy. Yeah. I... So meanwhile, uh Homer is very
0: upset and Marge is like, "Listen, you've been moping around for days. I try this." And she gets him to call the Dr. Marvin Monroe anxiety line. I I'm rolling my eyes at that one. Yeah, yep. And uh because I know how much you love Dr. Marvin Monroe. I And so I I the uh uh there's a knock at the door though and Bart answers and uh, it is Grandpa Simpson, and they make up. Uh, the Simpsons decide to have dinner with him, uh, and I, I, you know Grandpa says, "You know, I'm gonna like hold
1: hold a uh, you know like
0: essentially like, interviews to see who the, who deserves the money the most."
1: And I, I Lisa has a great line here. Oh yeah. Yeah, Lisa says that that's the noblest ideal that's ever been mentioned at their dinner table. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I also love that I, uh, uh, Grandpa like is talking with Homer, and
0: Homer's hinting at the money. And Grandpa goes, oh, you don't want the money. And Homer's like, oh, yes, I do. And, he, and Grandpa's like, well, too bad. You ain't getting it. Uh, and I, uh, uh, next up, we see Kent Brockman is talking outside the retirement castle. And uh, he's, he says some line about uh, uh, how, you know, the town hasn't been this, you know, like ha- hasn't had this much, like,
1: gossip since he uh, married the weather lady. Stephanie the weather lady, who was mentioned back in Bart vs. Thanksgiving that he was dating the weather lady. That's right. So we know that Kent Brockman did get married to the weather lady. Uh, in the line,
0: uh, did you catch all the people in the line? I do not have a list of them all. I've got some of the weirder ones. but So I have some, and and if I miss any, let me know. So we have Apu, Krabappel, Largo, Krusty, Nelson, Toshiro's Sushi Chef Master, but with a tan, uh, Emily Winthrop uh, from the uh, uh, previous episode, uh, uh, Bart's Dog Gets an F, Uh, Princess Kashmir, who's Shauna... Tifton. Tifton, that's right. Uh, Sideshow Mel, some guy dressed as Darth Vader, the Lovejoys, Mayor Quimby, who looks a little off, uh, some guy dressed as the Joker, uh, some Trekkie, the Flanders, Principal Skinner, Kent Brockman then gets in line, and then Barney, and then when it cuts into Grandpa who's turning off the TV and the news report, we see in the hallway Jacques, Dr. Hibbert, uh, and Miss Melanie from the smart school, only she has blue hair instead of, uh,
1: I think, brown hair or something. So Jacques is obviously asking for lovemaking competition money. <laughs> of course. So he can get more trophies for making. <laughs> you with those damn trophies. <laughs> it's such a good line. It's such a good line. So uh,
0: Otto is there first, and he wants to trick out the bus. Uh, now the art style that they show—are you familiar with that? Slightly. So it's a the picture is like of Otto is and he's looking really grotesque and like the the uh, the vehicle looks really exaggerated. Apparently, uh, the artist that kind of got popular with that style, Ed Big Daddy Roth, uh, was uh, uh, the one who started you know first drawing like grotesque monsters riding hot rods, and uh, weirdly enough, it was started in the late fifties. Weird. Yeah, I would have thought it'd be like the '70s or something. I, uh, but I, I. Next up, Burns.
1: Burns is great, but he's not the best.
0: He's willing to beg, and I think he says something around the lines of like, "I've never. Uh, there's never been a, a time when like, I uh, like a hundred thousand dollars isn't worth begging for." And then
1: Mo. Mo Mo shows up, and Mo is my favorite. Mo is my favorite of all of these.
0: Mo wants to get have a treasure hunt. He says that uh, he found a map, either to treasure or to some guy's house in his bar, and uh, he he needs like a, uh, like a bunch of money, a team, a diving bell, and Grandpa. I love Grandpa's lie cause he's like, that's ah, a pretty stupid idea, but you are a front runner right now, and Mo's. Like, it satisfied uh, uh, what kind of uh, uh, grunt noise is great. But I I know that you really, really appreciate the next person.
1: Oh, yeah. I appreciate the next person so much.
0: The Monroe Box. Dr. Marvin Monroe wants to make a, like, containment unit to, like, traumatize somebody to force them to, like, because it gives them food and water. But like they're alone for like and he's, he says he wants to uh i you know raise them well. for 32 years. Mhm. So Sean, I have a question. Sorry. Grandpa says, you know, what do you expect to see from this experiment? And uh, Mon- uh Mar- Dr. Marvin Monroe says that he uh, uh suspects that, you know, uh the person will feel resentment towards him. Resentment towards Dr. Marvin Monroe? 30 years? Are you that person? He bought me as a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, Bart wants a bunch of weapons and comics and baseball cards and a monkey. Uh, And I love Professor Frink is probably a a, a close second to Mo for me because he wants to build a death ray. And and Grandpa's like, yeah, but I want to help people. And he's like. Oh wow! Well, huh. I, 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 the death ray only has <laughs> evil, applications. Evil, <laughs> evil applications. He puts the gun, the the prototype away, and he's like, ah, it's for the best. He's like, my wife has hated this death ray idea since day one, and that's the first time I think we see Professor Frink. That is Frank's first appearance. I, uh, Lisa then uh, comes to Grandpa and says, "Listen, you're not going to find your people here," because Grandpa's like, "Lisa, like, why are you here? Like, why would you want this money?" And she's like, "I don't." Go out into the street. The people who really need it are there. But if you want to get me a pony, I'll totally take it and name it Princess. Which is the name she gives her
1: pony eventually. Yep. I would have named mine Sprinkles, personally. If I had a pony, I would name it Sprinkles. I mean, Sprinkles is a pretty great pony name.
0: Uh, But, anywho, uh, we have uh, uh, Grandpa... And honestly, the image of the destitution that he sees are sadly real.
1: Yeah, the Grandpa needs to clear his head, and he goes to some very real and very depressing places.
0: Yeah, he he wanders around in like kind of like uh, the downtown, uh, crummier areas of like Springfield, and
1: I, uh, uh, he it looks a lot like where Bart's gonna run away to later on, where he's already run away to once. Oh yeah, well, the Pepe, Thanksgiving episode where Pepe, Pepsi lives. <laughs> Pepsi. Uh yeah, yeah, it uh it really is. Like the wrong side of the tracks on Springfield.
0: Exactly. Uh, Also, there's a scene where, uh, once again, in early seasons, they show somebody in a painting. In this case, we see Abe in the painting Nighthawks, which is like the... uh, It was drawn by Edward uh, Hopper in 1942. And uh, it is like the night... uh, uh, The diner. The late night diner. Or early morning diners.
1: I love that painting. That's one of my favorites. It's at the Chicago Institute of Arts, I believe. Really? I believe it's at the Chicago Institute of Arts. It is a cool painting.
0: Uh, So grandpa gets back uh, to the retirement center and you know once again we see that it's like crummy it's like you know the the uh, billiards table uh, doesn't have anything to catch the balls and like it's really messy and uh, grandpa says you know he's really tired and Jasper's like oh poor baby you're tired from lifting your wallet all day and grandpa's like listen he's like get off my back he's like you know I've been wandering around trying to figure out who deserves this money and he's like, I just don't have enough to help people. And Jasper's like, well, why not make money? Go to a casino. Grandpa's like, eh. And he's like, they have 99-cent shrimp cocktails. And Grandpa's like, I'm in.
1: I'm not a fan of the casino subplot on this. It's very short and right at the end. Yeah, it, it, it seems like we could have done without it and still had just as good of an episode. Pretty much. It is a, a really, really weird. I... Uh, so
0: uh, I love, though, that the they, they're on the bus uh, filled with old people to go to the casino. And they start complaining to Otto to, like, turn down the music and, like, do this and do that. And he's like, listen here, old folks. I'm the one driving. If you don't shut up, I'm going to jam this
1: baby into a river. So I got a story that I'm never going to be able to tell anywhere else uh-huh. other than right now. Yeah. One of the old people who looks like the old Jewish man who pulls his pants down. Uh-huh talks about the A.C. on the bus and how he wants the A.C. turned up. Yeah, yeah. So Craig and I once went out to a buddy's wedding (laughs) and we took the train to New York City. (laughs) Mm-hmm. and it's hot. And I don't know if anyone knows anything about trains, but when it's over like 90 degrees, they have to go about 20 miles an hour so they don't go off the tracks.
0: Yeah, like the the tracks heat up so much when it's so hot that like they have to stop and let like the engines cool down and stuff and the wheels cool down. It's it's crazy. So like this this trip was like almost twice as long as it should have
1: yeah, been. It was supposed to be like an 11-hour trip and it took us over 24 hours that we were on this train. It was ridiculous. And the entire time we're on this train, there was an old woman, and she was complaining about how cold it was in the train. It's
0: cold. Turn off the AC.
1: Which is funny because, like, if the AC was off, we would just roast. We would roast. We're at a steel tube going through the sun. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. And we were all delirious and slap happy. Oh, God, yeah. And I don't remember if it was you, me, or my brother. It was your brother. (laughs) It was my brother? Okay. It was your brother. I remember distinctly. (laughs) So every time she would complain as loud as possible so the entire train could hear it, would just mimic and be like, it's too cold in here, Beast Man. He basically just kept repeating after everything she said and then would add in the phrase Beast Man and would talk like Skeletor. (laughs) And we started referring to this lady as Skeletor. And she hated Craig because of this. Like, we had little signs that would say, like, which stop we got off it. And she one time stole Craig's. Yeah, to spite no, him. I wasn't even the one who was saying that stuff. I mean, I was laughing, you know, but like, I wasn't even the one who was being
0: rude. In fact, I kept telling your brother, I was like, listen, you know, you got to calm down, man. Like, this is a train. Like, we don't want any trouble here. And like, she'd be like, oh, it's so cold. He'd be like, oh, it's so cold, beast man. And it was so funny. It's so mean, but so funny. And like, honestly, this lady should have just been keeping her mouth shut anyway, because like, let's face it, you know, we're all in a metal tube baking in the sun, and she's complaining she's cold. It wasn't that cold either. It was like mid-70s. It was kind of warm in there. We were sweating. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but she's old, so you know, what are you going to do? And so, yeah, like she, you know, she eventually would talk and like say other things and she'd just be like, oh, they should be giving us
1: food. And then like, Your brother would be like, they should be giving us food, beast man. I just remember she got some pretentious old guy on her side and he was just telling them, oh, maybe we should build them for the pneumonia we're going to (laughs) get.
0: Oh God, it was so obnoxious. It was the worst
1: trip I have ever taken was that 24 hours on a tube. I mean, I took a private cabin next time I took a train in New York and it was perfect.
0: Yeah, that sounds way better. Sounds way, way better. Hindsight's twenty twenty on that Hindsight's one. Hindsight's
1: twenty twenty, beast man.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I can see how that gets real old real <laughs> fast. Uh, but yeah, that was that was so hilarious. I just remember being so slap happy and just not being able to keep up and just just crying, laughing so hard.
1: Yeah, in doing research for this episode, I had to pause because I was laughing so hard thinking of that memory that I had to oh, share it on this podcast, beast man. I uh, so I.
0: Home, uh, so, meanwhile, in the episode, you know, while Grandpa's on the bus to go to the casino, Homer gets to the retirement center and he's, you know, wants to tell his father that he doesn't care about his money. Which is kind of weird, right? Super weird. He cares. He cares a lot about the money. Well, he cares a lot about the money, but it's also super weird for the fact that, like, I mean, we the last scene we saw of this was way when back when Grandpa first, you know, was given the money. You know, or not first given the money, but like, you know, uh, when they first made up. And so, like, it's been a bit in the episode and suddenly Homer jumps back in and like this is somehow relevant. Yeah, I feel
1: like the whole ending to this episode sort of just kind of derails a bit because a lot of the earlier stuff is great. Yeah, they really could have skipped this uh, whole casino scene and just given us more scenes of Abe dealing with the destitute that we're going to find out of the old folks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Or, or more stuff
1: with him and Homer, like Homer trying to get the money from him or something. Yeah, you even, know? even Homer could have brought up something like, you know, what do you need this money for? You're old. You're stuck in a crummy place. Uh-huh. And Abe could have, you know, had this realization of, you're right. I am in a crummy place. I'm going to fix that. Oh, no, yeah. They could have definitely done it, I think, a little better. Uh,
0: and so I... Uh, you know Homer finds out that he's gone to the, the casino, and so Homer freaks out and runs away. And so Grandpa arrives at Plato's casino. Uh, Plato has a sweet and heavenly voice. Oh yeah, he does. Phil Hartman's voice. Uh, and so uh, with the voice of Phil Hartman, they you know he he hypes up the casino, and Grandpa heads in. Uh, I also, the, like, the, the. I will say this This part is really great, because Homer's dry, driving slams on the brakes, and we can't tell what it is exactly. <laughs> that is a great shot, we, okay. We presume that it's the casino, and he turns in on a sharp turn, and, and he goes to the Krusty Burger, and he's like, I need, like, a double cheeseburger, it's like, sh- like a, a, a strawberry milkshake, and, like, a large order of fries as fast as possible. <laughs> you know, like, and he gets, you know, food. Uh, so... Homer arrives at the casino, and very, very similar to how he's going to react later with Marge, he goes running around grabbing at people, asking them questions, like a madman. I think it's better than the Marge episode, but it's
1: still the same scene almost.
0: Yeah, so so Homer finally finds uh, Grandpa, and he's at a a craps table, is that right? He's playing roulette. uh, He's playing roulette. Roulette. That's right. And he's winning. He's doing pretty good. And so he he's like, I want to bet it all on number forty two. And the guy's like, It goes to thirty six, sir. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. He's like, You know, I got a good feeling feeling about that number. And so Homer's like, You know, no, no, no. He's like, Don't do it. Don't do it. You're gonna like regret it. You're gonna get rid of all your money. And so they fight back and forth for a bit. And I, I, and before they even fight, I, Grandpa, uh drops a quote on Homer from Joseph Rudyard Kipling uh talking about how like you know if you can if you can bet it all lose it you know you're a you're a bigger man for being able to like claw your way back up from zero but Homer ain't buying it doesn't let him do it by the way uh Kipling oh
1: I was going to talk about Kipling
0: too oh yeah yeah uh, he was born in India in 1865 and wrote The
1: Jungle Book and Ricky Tikki Tavi which is from The Jungle Book I love that Chuck Jones cartoon. I know you do. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> love that Chuck Jones cartoon. Uh, "Ricky, tikki Tavi" uh,
0: is a story about a mongoose uh, that is picked up by a little boy and uh, uh, battles with like snakes to protect the kid. Uh,
1: and uh, yeah, the the cartoon version is pretty good. Which most people don't know about the Jungle Book is it's actually a bunch of separate stories. Oh, it's kind of similar to how Aladdin is actually part of "A Thousand and One Arabian Nights." Okay. And so that's just the story. Mowgli's story is the one everybody knows. It's not all of the Jungle Book. There are many other stories, like Rikki Tikki Tavi. Interesting, interesting. Uh, so
0: Homer stops Grandpa from from betting though, and I. Uh, and it, it works out in his best interest. He was going to bet everything,
1: but it turned out that he was going to lose. Yeah, the ball landed on double zeros, which I've learned from Dragon Quest is one of the harder rolls to make on a roulette table. It is indeed. It is indeed. I love that gambling in Dragon Way Quest. Way too much time in that casino. <laughs> yeah, same here.
0: Uh, and so it cuts to uh, Homer eating a shrimp cocktail outside, and I... I he, you know, he talks with with his father about like what he plans to do. Grandpa Simpson stares down at his wrinkled hands,
1: which is some of the best looking animation I have seen in a long time in The Simpsons.
0: Yeah, it really is. His I love hands look great. Yeah, the animation there is is really awesome. And he looks up, he sees all these old people shuffling into the bus, and uh, Grandpa realizes what he has to do, and so it cuts to the retirement castle. It's been re- like re- uh, revitalized. And, I, uh, they open, the old people open the doors to the Beatrice Simmons Memorial Banquet Hall. And Grandpa says, "I uh, don't worry everybody, dignity's on me. And they come in and that's, uh, how the episode ends.
1: I really like this episode. I, I like this episode. It's, uh, uh, it, I feel
0: like it does have, the, like, kind of towards the end it kind of, like, kind of, like, spirals down a little bit, uh, but uh, but all in all, it is a, a pretty solid episode. Uh, and uh, as far as that goes, uh, Sean, I do want to ask, what do you uh, say is
1: the uh, lasting impact of the episode? So it's got two major lasting impacts, and either one of these is probably the correct answer for this. Mm-hmm. It is a very grandpa-centric episode, which we don't get very often until yeah. this point. In
0: fact, I think this is the very first grandpa-centric episode we get.
1: But it's also the first time anyone in the family has to deal with death, and death is dealt with in a very real way. They they do a pretty good job dealing with with death and and I but mean this isn't some woman getting shot by t shirt cannons goofy this is an actual death of a character
0: that is such a dumb way to remove a character I uh, but yeah you're right I uh, it's it's handled much more tastefully than Homer's Odyssey was that's for sure
1: and we get very different looks on death through the Simpsons for who will die later on when Bleeding Gums Murphy passes away we get to see a child's view on death. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. I think you're right. Uh, I, I I would say the
0: lasting impact is a little bit heavier on the fact that it's a grandpa episode. But you're right. It is, a, it is one of our first real, like, I, I mean, there was an attempted death before. But, like, this is the first death episode, isn't it?
1: Yeah, this is the first death episode. It's uh, a very important part of life and of The Simpsons.
0: You're absolutely right. That is very true.
1: No one dies in a sitcom. That's what makes them, they're always reset.
0: Yeah, that's... Another good point. Uh, there, there's not many sitcoms that have deaths. Uh, and, I mean, Beatrice is a character that was introduced to die. Oh, yeah, you know, she's a
1: woman in a refrigerator, if you really want to get technical. but uh, I mean, I didn't want to think about it, but I guess. Yeah, she's a woman put in as a plot point to die for the male lead to have a better role. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so, you know, that's that's not great. Uh, it would have been a little bit more interesting if they threw her as a background character. In previous episodes, like, even if it was just in the background, because at least at that point, it's like, oh, okay, she exists here. You know what they could have done, too? I r- cut out the uh, the casino stuff and have, uh, like, maybe the fact that she, like, you know, is, like, abused by her family or something. Like, you know, put in the home and then ignored or whatever. You know, I, I feel like they could have done something a little different. But I... But, yeah, I, I I would say, yeah, it's it being a grandpa-centric episode and the very first death-themed episode is uh, pretty big. Uh, but, uh, Sean, before we uh, 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 wrap things up, I did want to let everyone know uh, that, you know, if you'd like to support uh, Noiseland Arcade as well as the GameZilla Media Network, you can go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media where you're going to be able to, uh, for up uh, uh for $5 a month get access to our special bi-monthly show uh Smartline where we talk about different topics and uh things like that. Uh was there uh any other uh you know kind of final thoughts you had uh Sean?
1: Yeah, Craig, I got one really really important question I want to ask you about this episode. Yeah, what's that? What's death like? Not as scary as this.